Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the AEW Rampage Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to look ahead to Rampage tonight with an incredible face-to-face look forward to. I think we've all in the What Culture office turned babyface on in recent weeks. But before that, we have a title match tonight. The Ring of Honor TV title is on the line. Trent Beretta challenging Samoa Joe. Yeah. Looks like a main event. And it sounds like a main event. Hmm. But, you know, Booker T and chickens and all of that. Like, will it cluck like a main event? I can't work it out. Not to start this podcast on a downer, and there are a couple of things I'm excited about, but you weren't able to join us on the Dynamite Mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, Neither myself or Sidgwick were hugely high on the episode. Uh, Andy told me (laughs) that I should watch the first half of it and then just turn it off. Yeah, and that story with Dynamite, though. You know, isn't that like all too often the case now? That's the best one-hour wrestling show that there is. But I'm wondering if some of this is... Obviously, we think it might be tactical due to the Big Bang Theory leading. But is it tactical from a live perspective as well? Because if you dog the second hour so much, is it just going to be people so excited to see Rampage? Like, if you trot out friggin' Jay Lethal, some giant that nobody's ever heard of, and Sanjay Dutt, and call it a main event, and then everyone's like, what the hell's this? Then... By the time Rampage starts, like, way stars are back! <laughs> is it like a tactical thing from a TV point of view? I haven't read the spoilers, uh, but I haven't. It's the usual thing where sometimes when there's buzz, it bubbles over anyway. Yes. Even if people try and avoid telling you the result. Haven't had any on Smojo versus Trent Barrett there. And I, truthfully, it doesn't surprise me. I was the low guy on Smojo versus Minoru Suzuki. As intense as it was, Joe looked reasonable, by the way. Like, kind of tired fairly quickly. Um, I don't know. I think I just, I don't. I think this is a better graphic than it is a match, but I await... You say that a lot about AEW. Yeah, I, w- I await being proven wrong by it. I just... it's There's so many names and so many cool permutations that they are spoiled for choice in the type of matches you get. And to be fair, to the Ring of Honor TV title, which, which again, millions of tangents, millions of thoughts, right? On Battle of the Belts a few weeks ago, 
Dalton Castle and Jonathan Gresham for the Ring of Honor world title was built up without so much as 10 minutes worth of discussion of who either of these men were, mm-hmm. of exactly what the status of the belt was, of what the status of... What is Ring of Honor right now? What is it? You know, it's one show that took place that we were fortunate enough to attend. Quite a good one. An amazing one, right, in places. Um, but what is it beyond that? You know, we don't know yet about TV deals. We don't know yet about future shows, about exactly what the shape and the makeup of the roster is. So it's a reasonable question to ask, what exactly are the belts? Mm. What they're not, this is hardly like NXT 2.0 versus Triple H's NXT. They're allowed to have the legacy of the old belts. Samoa Joe's allowed to have his Ring of Honor legacy folded into what he's doing now as the Ring of Honor TV champion. But what does it all really mean? And I think that's why like a TV title match feels a bit transparent and putting a show on. Look, the Battle of the Belts 1 had an FTW title match. So the prestige of what belts exactly are being fought for, like Eddie Kingston and Jericho could have a strap match and you could put that on Battle of the Belts. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have, it's not Battle of the Titles anymore. <laughs> they established that with like show one. So the Ring of Honor world title match taking place at Battle of the Belts 2 didn't exactly come with the, whoa, I can't believe we're fortunate enough to get this belt. And like, I don't know what any of this is. So when I don't particularly have huge like hope, I think this will be a perfectly cromulent wrestling match. Samojo and Trent Bretter bring with them years and years of experience. And... Beretta has had a has had flashes since he's returned of a guy that wants to be beyond the best friends act and to be fair, best yeah. friends themselves are kind of they've been splintered off now anyway. So maybe this'll I think if this is good, it'll Who'd be have thought that the star act coming out of best friends, by the way, would have been Wheeler Utah. Yeah. Like and, and you you've just said it, literally coming out of best friends has been what's helped him explode on uh, in a in a different way. I think and because of their like Experience. This sounds unfair, but because of their age, I don't think it does. I think if this is really, really great and people are talking about it, it'll be a slight over-delivery. Mm, I think you're right. I, Samojo to retain? Yeah. I don't want to... But I, for what? Yeah, exactly. I'm hesitant to, to do this because I realise what realm I'm stepping in here. And I may do this in the office as a bit oh, to rile up uh, the, the Michael Sidricks and the Andy Murrays of this world. But is there a slight bit of credence to the argument that... AEW were just sort of resting on their laurels in terms of just going, well, there you go, it's Ring of Honor. How do you not know what Ring of Honor is? Do you think, I'm not suggesting we go full WWE and go, Ring of Honor was this promotion that did this, this, and this. But do you think that there needs to be slightly more of a an introduction to, to the history of Ring of Honor? Yeah, Ring of Honor and what was that other thing again? Uh, women, I think it is. Like, there's those two areas in particular. And need- to a certain extent, New Japan. Like I like New Japan, but I don't know a great deal about it. It is so the conversation, and I like to think I guess this is the platform to do it on. Like, and maybe there's a get the table in this with all three of us here. Absolutely, as well. there's articles coming to the website soon. One by me, one by Sidgwick about ten things AEW is better than WWE. Ten things WWE is better than AEW. Can you guess which one, which wrote, which who wrote? <laughs> um, but we've talked between us. This is not a we're having our cake and eating it too here because we'll say years being you know being like. You know, some of the discourse is poison, and then me and him put out articles where it's like, this one's better, no, this one's better. Yeah. We've actually had this, this more collaborative than it looks, perhaps. Can't wait to see the reaction that says we're completely shills for both companies. Yeah, because somebody doesn't see the other one. Yeah, that's, that's the point, really. We're trying yeah. to show that this is not a, a biased thing. We're like, we're interested in the conversations at this point. But you've brought up something there. The lack of, I think the best word I, c- I keep going back to is focus. It's not so much a Ring of Honor thing as a women's division thing, as a New Japan thing, as a whatever Tony Khan has discovered this week and wants to put it on television thing. It's a focus. The FTR match, which I don't know if you've had the chance to spoil yourself with yet, but is 
unbelievable. Mm. And there are points where it plays out to a little bit of silence in the crowd for details that might have been picked up on something that you have watched and I haven't, which was the road to, mm-hmm. right? Find a way to pepper that in dynamite. On Rampage this week, I want to see a few minutes, minutes, not seconds, and that's there's a huge difference on television. Minutes telling me why on Wednesday I need to care about um, Mercedes and Martinez and Deanna Parazzo mm-hmm. unifying the Ring of Honor women's title. And I'm the last person I need to tell because I cover this for a living, and I literally was in person watching Mercedes Martinez win that interim mm-hmm. title. Like, and I want that. Uh, like, Diana Parazzo has never featured in AEW canon at all. It's a forbidden door move. This sort of stuff should be, and I'm not just saying this because it's women and they get the short shrift anyway, but that's a unification match of an interim title, right? Mm. That should get some sort of play, and yet, and again, this is ahead of Rampage, maybe we'll get, maybe that, maybe I'm going to be asked and answered tonight. But this is the sort of stuff that they need to think about way more now that there's so much more incorporation of so many other aspects. The Forbidden Door thing. A lot of plates they're spinning. So many, so many. And I think you can break a few too. It's not like just if one breaks, that's it. Yeah. Like you can't buy a new plate. <laughs> right? But it's just, you know, like Alan Partridge used to sneak a big one in when he lived at the Travel Tavern. <laughs> it's the fact that the, like you want to spin so many to make yourself look like the new destination, the new home of pro wrestling. But... If all people are hearing is plates smashing all over the plates, they're just not going to go and look in the first place. Mm. They're going to hear that and they're going to see that and they're going to think, eh, like that's kind of a lot for me to have to dive in on. I'm mm. not sure I can be asked. Yeah, the only other sort of thing I wanted to mention in relation to that was Adam Cole versus Tommy Rishi was given the Excalibur speed run graphic treatment <laughs> yes. on a Wednesday for a Friday and was a bit underwhelming and was for the Owen Hart tournament. And if you think about it, was effectively like a pre-show match for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They're telling you, Forbidden fucking door. AEW versus New Japan on goddamn pay-per-view. It's going to be $30. Pay the money, but have the greatest fucking time of your life. And then they give one away for free, and it's been, eh. mm-hmm. Like the promotion of it's thrown away. The stakes of it are thrown away. The match quality is only all right. Like, doing that, again, like, may- maybe that's me picking, but I just thought that's... A lot of weird choices there. Yeah. When you when on the Wednesday you're making this rightfully so this huge deal about this pay per view, and then you're giving people a sampler, and it's meh. Mm. It's, it's all like, and I dare say they'll do it again. It's almost like there's been it's like it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. There is so there is That's so much is. to be excited about. So much to be excited about that you're forgetting that these are all riches. Yeah. Uh, speaking of admin, by the way, that just reminded me. Just a heads up for everyone. Uh, it's going to be a bit all over the place next week. It's a three-day weekend here in the UK. May Day weekend, a bank holiday on Monday. Mm. So our usual schedule is going to go out the bloody window. Uh, and our reviews of, of SmackDown and of Rampage are going to be sort of have to be delayed until we, uh, Tuesday. We're going to do that and Raw and preview NXT 2.0. It's going to be all over the bloody shop. Cedric has valiantly previewed Rampage, uh, previewed SmackDown today so I could preview Rampage. Shall we, me and you, pre-record the review of SmackDown? I'll just save <laughs> the job. We'll do that today and it can go out on uh, Monday and we'll just see how much we got right. And people listening who have openly told us over Twitter and other socials that they listen, they listen so they don't have to watch, we'll just believe what we <laughs> say. So we just <laughs> Ronda Rousey was in a canoe. Yep. I don't, well, we didn't see it coming either. That's how you beat the clock, baby. <laughs> uh, there's a, an Owen Hart qualifier, Owen Hart tournament qualifier tonight that arguably, uh, for me, certainly overshadows the TV title match. Mm-hmm. And that is. My best friend, Swerve Strickland, uh, the interview of which you can still check out on our YouTube channel, against Darby Allen. I can't call this. Well, so this 
is the perfect counterpoint to undermine everything I've just said in yes, the last five exactly. minutes. On Dynamite, they discussed, and it was only a short segment, but it was enough. They discussed a relationship that I didn't really know existed. You know, it was like something that predated AEW. It was a, an in-ring and an outside-of-the-ring camaraderie slash competitive mm-hmm. uh, relationship that just, like, I wouldn't even say poured petrol on the fire. It just, like, actually started one mm-hmm. to begin with. So what you're going to see here is a something that's going to start within the boundaries of respect. Darby Allen is a wrestler before he's a crazy stuntman. <laughs> yes. So they're going to have a wrestling match at first, and then there might be that little bit of spice. Something's going to happen that's going to get tossed in the middle of this that just makes it feel a little bit more edgy and a little bit testy. And then remember, oh, there's a competitive spirit to this. You know, there's a there's the own heart, the very like prestigious first ever own heart tournament on the line. There's a lot riding on this, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see that come out and explode for a really cool second half where you get to see these. Like, to use a JRism, combustible elements, things that shouldn't necessarily work. Like, Swerve Strickland, we talked about this a lot. Swerve Strickland's, like, idiosyncratic, kind of very unique style, going up against Darby Allen that pretty much just throws his body into anything. Yes. And makes it, like, and I'm not even a Darby Allen guy, but he, he has this way of making things magical that would otherwise look normal from mm-hmm. somebody else's hands. I kind of can't wait to see how this plays out. This is the sort of match where even if something maybe isn't going as they would like, you won't be able to notice. Yes. Darby Allen is, like, very uniquely scruffy at times. Mm-hmm. And Swerve Strickland just hits, like, very literally hits different. Yes. So even if, like, they might be thinking, oh, this isn't what we want, I don't think that'll no. play. And I just, like, I'll, again, I love it as a graphic. I love AEW's ability to put pairings together. What I appreciate more is when on Dynamite, they give you just a tiny little bit of spice, like, just seasoning. Like, if I'm... I can't cook. I don't think I've come on podcast before. <laughs> if, uh, if I was going to make something in a bowl, probably just be cereal plus milk. <laughs> Sidgwick, we've got the spice rack. We've got the, the like the finest veg, the finest ingredients. Just uh, little morsels, a mm-hmm. little bit of taste of everything. Just season it, make it nice. Like we're going to get that instead of my just <laughs> eat your cocoa pops. <laughs> you know, like the that's what the, that's the difference. The Ring of Honor TV title, eat your freaking cocoa pops. What's going on? Man? Like, you, you know what cocoa pops are roughly. Don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Eat them. Like this is going to be a Sidgwick stew. Who's uh, who's going through to the tournament? Um, I don't know. I am going to say, I think Darby Allen. Mm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I'm going to pick Swerve just because Marlon's thing's out and he's my best friend. I'm going to go with Darby Allen. And I can't work out how the, I can't work out the angles spin off from this. Yeah. But I feel like everybody felt that there was something to uh, Swerve and Keith Lee mm. as a unit. And I wonder if there's somewhere to go with them that keeps Swerve out of a singles tournament yes. for now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Well, speaking of uh, Keith Lee, he's also in action on Rampage tonight. I've just written here, what will Keith Lee do to Colton Gunn? I think I can imagine it. Uh, I'm excited to see it. He's going to chuck him all over the place. He's going to yeet him into his own brother and dad. (laughs) And the noise they're going to make is unbelievable. The other other guns are going to be stood ringside, ready to catch their poor boy as he (laughs) he comes down from space. We haven't had one of these for a little while. It's nice to have it back. Keith Lee wrecking some fool. Um, and there shouldn't be any more to it than that, really. No. I know it's weird when the gun when you're asked to believe that the gun club are a threat because you, you need a big tag match, whether it be Jurassic Express or you need a trios match. They've like, never been defeated. What? Yeah. Billy Gunn is permitted once every three months to not sell for a young star. God. Um, and he kicked out of the coffin drop at 3.01. Yeah. This isn't that night. This isn't that night. No. Short and sweet and... Teasing every- Keith, Keith Lee versus... Uh, Billy Gunn would be tasty though that's not a terrible idea that is not a terrible idea it won't see the difference there is not that Keith Lee's like a young young star but he's got the size and I think when Billy Gunn is not terribly in the mood to make it look easy it's because of the size disparity I think mm. and I get it the old veterans head in him says well like people just wouldn't believe it Yeah, people just would not believe that you a little boy would be able to be <laughs> me a giant man with your moves he's not going to say that about Keith Lee is he Ooh. I'll have that I'll have a bit of Keith Lee and Billy Gunn why not yeah I like the idea of Billy thinking, right, well, we've got the numbers advantage here, yeah. and Swerve's busy, so Keith's not got his mate mm-hmm. uh, to help him out here. So Billy takes the referee, Austin Gunn tries something, and the noise that's going to come out of Austin Gunn, followed by the noise <laughs> that's going to come out of probably Colton Gunn, is going to be great. And it's just another way of showcasing the jaw-dropping. Like, I think it sounds incredibly dismissive to say, well, anyone could chuck someone about because it's a, you know a, a nice dance where they work together. And I agree, I'm sure that if I was in there with, I don't know, someone I could actually throw, Marco Stunt, for example, (laughs) uh, he could make me look like a monster. Mm -hmm. Six foot three, just leap, and I'd just sort of keep my hands vaguely near his body, and he'd go flying. The thing with Keith Lee is not just that, because arguably he could chuck you even if you didn't want to go. Mm -hmm. It's his athletic ability, which they're beginning to showcase more and more as well. You know, even just the drop-down leapfrog stuff from him is... It just defies logic in your brain. Well, Swerve being, as you say, like otherwise engaged, at very least, I can see a um, gun club Swerve and Lee tag match off the back yes. of this. And then that singles match, as you say, it's not a lot of it's not a lot of direction, but it's enough to keep Keith Lee busy. And when Keith Lee's busy, you get stuff like what you just described. Guns in a shark cage, rest of them, I mean. Austin and Colton in a shark cage whilst their dad's in action. Great. <laughs> I, I, like that should be the... 
um, you know how like MJF, and it's really clever how they do it, but like what's happening with Wardle is not so different from the labors of Jericho mm. or what CM Punk had to do just to get his match. But they just they just reframe it and you never feel like they're copycatting. I want to see them copycat that with the guns in a shark cage in every Billy Gunn feud. Let's have a, like three Billy Gunn angles a year that always <laughs> result in the guns being stuck in a shark cage. Not again. Oh, even better. All of the Jericho Appreciation Society in a shark cage while Jericho has to fight Eddie Kingston. <laughs> like. Tied together with one giant belt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, before we get to this face-to-face, let's talk about this trios match, this women's trios match, uh, with the surprising but rather enjoyable alliance now of Jay Cargill, Red Velvet, and Kira Hogan. My God, what a transformation we've seen from Red Velvet, as we saw on last week's Rampage, the Marina Shafir match. I'm yeah. right in thinking yeah. that, aren't I? Those vicious shots. Mm-hmm. You know, you're meant to just stick a few in the ribs, not try and literally break <laughs> her ribs, uh, against Trisha Dora, Sky Blue, and one of our new favourites, Willow Nightingale. Yeah, uh, this is the thing on the card I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. It's, I may sound like a hypocrite because there's been no, um, there's no obvious build other than the fact that this is to establish the bodies, but they've at least done that. We've had plenty of establishing of the bodies at this point as, you know, Jade Cargill's new little group, and it's awesome to see them actually wrestling because, not to be, I feel like I've been like real nitpicky on this, but then... I always want people to know when they're listening that when we nitpick AEW, it's because of the standard we hold it to. Constructive criticism. I like to think so. Like, WWE isn't worthy of constructive criticism. Yeah. If something's bad, you rip the piss out of it yes. because that's what that product welcomes. In this case, it's things that I'd like to see tightened up and improved upon. I love the body section as an idea and a concept, and I love seeing them in a situation like this because, like, they're wrestlers, and the wrestlers should wrestle even if it's ultimately to, pro- like, to protect Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. But... Jade Cargill is very is on a very 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 slow stroll to being a babyface. Yes, that much we can all agree on, right? And I don't think the I don't think the idea works in the context of a match when they get physical, throw popcorn, and wind up and shout. But when you're punching and actually attacking, that's a heel deal. Yes. Jade Cargill taking the ref when she's Jade Cargill, no yes. less. Is, it feels a bit fake, but this is exactly how you use them. And yes, Will and Nightingale, Trisha Dora and Sky Blue are going to be on the losing end. Obviously, yes. this is kind of that AEW setup, winners and losers. But yeah, Will and Nightingale, like to me and you, the kind of independent wrestling outsiders, made a name to herself in one match yeah. uh, against Mercedes Martinez. Did it again when she was featured on AEW television. Trisha Dora, Andy Murray put me on a one of her matches a little while ago against Thunder Rosa, I think it was. And I was just like, sign her, sign her now. Yeah. So it's awesome. Like, again, she feels exciting. Sky Blue, there's like. Nothing wrong with the wrestlers that constantly lose, but you feel them. I was going to say working through the ranks, but in AEW, that's a literal thing. So she, <laughs> she's not technically working through the ranks, but you're getting to see her get the reps. And one of these days, she's going to start working through the ranks and it's going to feel earned because you've watched her have to, like, you know, absorb the bumps and the bruises of being on the losing end of things. It's, a, it's making you see wrestling as a growth industry. Work at it, get better, get the reps in, and then eventually the good things will come. Mm-hmm. I love this match for all those reasons. And I expect it to be quite fiery and well worked as mm. well. I see no reason why. Um, Red Velvet and Kira Hogan can't be the ones like even though like they're now with Jade Cargill things are going to improve I've seen a reason why in the body of the match they can't show plenty of ass Mm. even if it's Jade Cargill that has to come up with a mop at the end which permits Sky Blue, Trisha Dora and Willow Nightingale to get their shit in before Cargill gets the win it's sort of like a perfect cocktail in that regard yeah really like it really look forward to it even though we know exactly what the result's going to be Right, let's get on to this face-to-face then. Now, I mentioned something in the intro there, and I want to just clarify. When I say that we turned babyface on Dan Housen, I don't think we were ever negative on Dan Housen. We were aware of him, and we were acknowledging you know, the reaction 
that Dan House... Acknowledge me. <laughs> that Dan House... I'm the one with my finger in the air. It was good How's game. How's it feel, Wilborn? How's it feel? Acknowledge me. It was... A, I'm going to smash him. <laughs> it was a weird... <laughs> it was a weird, uh, you know, way that it was this... this Cult-like status, yeah. I think, is the best way of describing it. That okay he was, not to get received with, yeah. And we were, you know, we weren't against it, but we were a bit like, okay, yeah. sort of shrugging emoji at it. And yet, in recent weeks, I mean, Andy Murray's the biggest yes. uh, supporter He's of Dan Housen, convert. At this but point. I think anyone who comes genuinely into the orbit of Hook gets elevated in our eyes, and to be the man who steps up. And, you know, great to see him obviously doing this since that horrible injury he suffered. Mm. For his first match to be against Hook and to be the whole, you know, if you're not going to, you know, you've got my attention now. If you're, you know, if you're not going to be cursed by Dan Housen, you will fight Dan Housen. I mean, I think I can tell probably who's going to do the most of the talking in this face-to-face. Mm. And yet, beyond that, I can't call a single bloody thing. Yeah. Anybody who steps into the orbit of crisps has my attention, <laughs> quite honestly. Um, and steps on them, indeed. Like, I wanted to swing for him. Yeah. Get off them. Get off them. Uh, Danhausen, right, and this is a real important distinction, and again, I trust our I trust our listeners in the way that AEW trusts its audience, in that I like to think that, especially when we're covering AEW, like, we are aware that, like, well, me and Sidgwick especially, he'll, he'll hate that coupling, but I'll say it. Like, we're starting to reach the northern portion of their demographic. Yes. Right? But as a result, we need to be catered to less than. And I don't think wrestling caters enough to young people anywhere near enough. And I include AEW in that. AEW is a millennial wrestling show for millennials. Very, 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 very targeted towards millennials by the millennial that books it. Mm-hmm. Right? There's not enough wrestling for young people. Young people love Danhausen, and they get him. And it's it's like it's real. The connect- Danhausen existed in my timeline before the wrestler existed like on the internet and Dan Housen got signed by AEW. I just knew of him. I saw that face. I knew of his catchphrases, of his voice, of, it, of, of this. I didn't know what it was. I didn't get its appeal, but I was very, very aware of it. So enough people were bringing it to everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. If some old, like, crusty wrestling fogey like me can see this person from, like, relatively modest independent roots or what he was doing with Ring of Honor... Like when Ring of Honor wasn't getting much profile, obviously something he was doing something right, you know. And it feels it feels weird to mention his name on an AW podcast, especially. But even someone like Jim Cornette was a fan of his. Yeah, like, and there's an old like, and I can get why because there's definitely an old workers' mentality to how Dan Housen's done it. It almost doesn't matter what you're selling at the front; it's how you go about selling it. And Dan mm-hmm. Housen's figured that out. I my criticism of Dan Housen is that is not a criticism of him. It's a, it's a, like I'm an old man yelling at a crowd. It's a criticism that the people what it is that people love about him. I see it, and I think I get it, and I don't get how that has done it. Mm. But it's not for me to get. It's for loads of other people having the time of their lives. And when it comes to Hook, who's somebody, I do get how that has resonated. I need to look at this and be like, right, the point is not what you get and what you don't. It's that these both resonate, and they've been put together, and that's amazing. Like, am I like in lockstep with most people here? These two end together. Yeah, quite Hook, possibly. Hookhausen has always felt like the outcome rather than like, you might have to do the fight first. You know, like I, th- I'm, I think this is going to play as a sort of a really sweet and earnest parody of the Blackpool Combat Club. You know how William <laughs> Regal's yeah. philosophy was: Moxley and Danielson had to bleed together before they could work together. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Yeah. Danhausen, like enter Danhausen and Hook. I'm not suggesting that this is going to end in Give a their own fight. brand of crisps. Yeah, like Hook is not going to necessarily judo throw him into next week and try and break his neck. But he is going to see something in Danhausen that, because they both do appeal to young people, mm. he's going to get, like Hook getting Danhausen makes more sense than you or I getting Danhausen. Yes. Am I making sense? Yeah, I, like, I, so, I get where you come from with that. So yeah. like that idea that like this fool, this clown now himself believes, I have to fight, you know, like, that can play out once, and Hook just sort of goes, ah, you stupid idiot, come here, mm-hmm. you know, that um, old image of uh, Kurt Angle, like, hair ruffling Jason Jordan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, th- I think that's where this goes, ultimately, the pop in the building, prone Hook tail, god damn it, yes, that even sounds like a submission, a double submission, or like, one of them in a cross face, one of them in a leg lock, like, the, the prone Hook tail, Oh, that's gonna um, that's gonna kill the rest of my day. Yeah, Americans. I'm sure the the Wilbur Mega fans will forgive me, but I might tweet that. I'm about to say the most controversial thing I've ever said in a pot. Is this the Joe Rogan show? Because this is about to get real. Wow, the snowflakes have been locked out of the studio, guys. Sorry, not sorry. American Chris flavors ain't it. Oh, got him. No, dear, that's wrong. Nice one, America. <laughs> Paprika and six different variants of cheese. Got anything else? Flaming hot. You can't just put red on a crisp and call it flaming hot. <laughs> sort your flavor profile out. And this is an industry I have some knowledge in. When, t- <laughs> when we do what culture food, my knowledge is limited, but I got you on yeah. crisps. Um, what did I get? What did I get? Uh, sour. Um, no, they weren't. They were cheese flavored Pringles. <laughs> like, big whoop. We got like, we got like six different cheeses. <laughs> like, you, like, this is a country that once made pizza and pecan pie flavored Pringles. Yeah. Step the fuck up. America. The only time, yeah, the only time you get your chips right is when you put them into, what was it, they put Reese's Pieces? Yeah, when you, you get crisps right when you put them in chocolate, or like you make it a flavour, like, hey, you know what would go great in a flavour of crisps? Steak dinner. <laughs> yes. Now you're talking. Now you're talking about language, but like generic crisp flavours. You said prawn hooktail there. For those that don't know, that's a pawn, a, a pawn? That's a pun on prawn cocktail, which is a flavour of crisp over here. That I don't think that America know what to do with. I saw John Oliver talk about him once on his show. I mean, he shot on him, which was stupid. Prawn cocktail. Yeah, I'm not a prawn cocktail guy. I'm a prawn cocktail guy. Yeah, you are. You are a prawn cocktail guy. Like you actually, in my head now, you physically resemble a pack of Walkers prawn cocktail. Go into the shop, I buy a bottle of Iron Brew, a prawn cocktail crisps, and a curly whirly. That is yeah. That's (laughs) my day. That is absolutely your news agent's order. I'm currently, but this is you know the snack choice is a removable feast. Uh, Pepsi Max cherry. Nice. Because no calories. Yeah, very Nickel, good. Smart. Nickel for life. But like, it's great flavor, greatly. Uh, Walker Sensations Rose Chicken and Thyme. Like them as well. Ruins the diet. Snickers Duo. <laughs> <laughs> and then you th- you're asking yourself, why? Two. <laughs> why not? Oh, I've eaten my Snickers. No, you haven't. What? <laughs> They've removed the dick vein from Snickers now, haven't they? They have. They have. It's things. like, it's too smooth. I think it's like so- soft mouth, softer mouths. Uh, away kit selection. Okay. A wicket selection would be uh, Fanta Fruit Twist, zero. Mm-hmm. Again, low calorie, but they've retained the flavor somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm putting in my body that's making it taste so good. <laughs> uh, McCoy's T-bone steak and a twirl. Oh, yeah. Big gulp as well. <laughs> now, let's get on to things America do get right. Put a drink that is luminous in a see-through four-pint cup and sell it me for $1.49. What? And I will never, I will lose my passport. 
I will drop my passport down a drain and I will make <laughs> I will make living in your country work. Because walking the streets of Dallas holding a cup with two hands <laughs> is about as good as my life got. I think. What are we talking about? Uh, Hook and Danhausen face to face. Yeah, the pop in the building was unbelievable because that building thought they were getting the match. So if that is anything, if like when are they, they set up a double or nothing, I assume. I think so. Like if the pop for the face to face is anything to go by, like they're on the right, they're on the right lines. To conclude this wonderfully, Danhausen, as I said, does a lot of the talking here, mm-hmm. uh, rants and raves, and says, and he decides, you know what, you are going to fight Danhausen. On, on pay-per-view, a double or nothing. I'm sure he can have some nice, you know, he's good at wordplay with that sort of thing. He can yeah. do something nice with that. And all Hook says is on, what is it, May 27th or something like that? May yeah. 29th? I can't remember. Hang on, let me Google that. I want to get the quote right because obviously people are going to be sharing this and saying, May 29th, T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, no, he's Hook. T-Mobile Arena, Las Vegas, Nevada. Dan Housen. I hope you're ready to be assaulted and 10 hundred million <laughs> packets of crisps fall on Dan Housen. Load of crisps fall on All the crisps. Raining crisps. Salt in his eyes. That's brilliant. <laughs> Do you know what? I've just stumbled on something that could be genuinely quite emotional here. Dan Housen, this goes, this develops as it, as it develops, right? In the ring, gets jumped by Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks and, <laughs> and Hook's got to make the choice. That's good, isn't it? Oh. Have I just done a good thing there? Like, that's... Hook's forced to choose. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, why should you can follow both of us? You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Uh, Michael Hamflet. I'm not back on Twitter yet, but I will be soon. Send me some pictures of crisps. Uh, you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, myself and Siege previewed SmackDown a little bit earlier on today. And later on today, we are back with WrestleCulture complete with a hashtag bloody good quiz. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. The review will be out hopefully at some point on Tuesday because <laughs> of the long weekend here in the UK. Uh, my thanks to Michael Hamflet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.